You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 397, The Building Blocks of Leadership. For many years, almost 30 actually, I was a police officer, rose to the the rank of lieutenant, retired as a lieutenant. And part of my my job, one of the things that I had the privilege of doing for, for several years was teaching in the police academy. I taught in the supervision course. It was a two week long course. Uh, taught to new supervisors, also uh, would teach a block of instruction in the management course, again, a two-week-long course. And these were, were great tools, very, very much uh, a, a creative and, and uh, innovative way of, of creating leaders and building good supervisors and managers. A lot of police academies do not do this. And so um, I was privileged to be a part of that. And I taught, one of the things that I did teach um, was this course on, on leadership. And so this is what I'm going to talk to you about today kind of comes out of that, some of these building blocks of leadership. And um, what I was trying to, to, to get through to the, these new managers and supervisors were these, these character traits of an effective leader because it's not so much just doing the things that make you a supervisor, not just doing the things that make you a, a manager, not just doing the things that make you a leader. It's, it's really having the right characteristics. And uh, let me just jump right into the first one. You'll kind of get an idea of where we're going. The first one is decisiveness. This is an, such an important character trait of leadership. And you really can't build effective leaders unless you create leaders that are decisive. There, there is nothing worse. Think about the opposite of this. Think about what it's like to follow an indecisive leader. There's really not much worse than that. Um, indecisiveness creates a feeling of, of uncertainty in the employees or in the followers if you're, you're dealing with volunteers. People want to follow someone who knows where they're going. I can't tell you how many times over the years I've worked for leaders who struggled to, to make decisions, even simple decisions. Uh, we had one police chief. His office was referred to as the black hole because if, if something ever got as far as him, if it hadn't been decided upon at a lower level, if it got to him, you knew it was you were in trouble because he, he was going to take months if he ever bothered to get back to you at all. It was just terrible. And and so it was a, a, a difficult time. The, those number of years that he was the, the, the police chief, it was just very, very difficult to get anything done because he didn't want to make a decision. And there's, there's different reasons for that. Usually it's fear. Usually it's fear and insecurity which keeps people from making decisions. And it's good to be cautious. It's good to be cautious when we're making decisions. It's good to consider 
Um, it's important to consider all the various options. But, you know, it also becomes, when we're just looking at different options, it can also become an excuse not to make a decision. At some point, at some point, we've got to make a decision. It's time to act. We've got to do something. And really, as a leader, if you're in any kind of leadership role, part of your job is to make decisions. Uh, this is why I found in the police department, one of the, really the most important roles in the police department was that of sergeant. It's the first line supervisor, but you're, you're helping your officers make decisions. You're, you're kind of, you're, you're a sounding board for them. You're kind of pointing them in the right direction. And of course, the further up you, you move, the, the decisions may have even bigger consequences. But, but just learning how to make decisions, learning how to process information and make the decision quickly. Um, you know, one of the things that we found in, in law enforcement, maybe my, my friends in the military would say the same thing, is, is, is you know, you're making these, these important decisions, sometimes life and death decisions, very quickly. Um, and, and that's good. That's good. There's nothing. I mean, we, we've got to be able to think quickly. But in the things that aren't life and death, we still should be able to process the material, process the information, process the options, and make a decision without making our people wait too long. How long's too long? I don't know. It depends on what your context is. But learning how to be decisive, learning how to make good decisions is one of the most important building blocks of leadership. Number two, having a positive attitude. Having a positive attitude is such an important characteristic of leadership. Attitude creates atmosphere, and it creates either a good atmosphere or a bad atmosphere. Leaders are responsible for the atmosphere of their organization, their division, their particular sector. Uh, maybe you're a teacher, maybe it's your classroom, but you're responsible for the atmosphere. And, and, and again, it can be positive or negative. We've all worked for bad leaders who brought in a, a negative atmosphere. Uh, maybe they were uh, negative themselves. Maybe they were um, always complaining about something. Maybe they were living in a state of depression themselves, but there was no positivity, no, no good energy, no good vibes, no, no, no real sense of encouragement. And and this idea that, you know, we can do this together. Uh, followers feed off of their leader's attitude. And again, this is whether it's good or it's bad. Now, personally, I'd rather have followers feeding off a positive attitude. Uh, followers feeding off this, this attitude that keeps things light and, and, and we get the work done, but we can have fun doing it. And and, and, and people don't take themselves too seriously. If you go to a workplace and there's no, no laughter, if there's no fun, if there's, if there's just a sense of heaviness, that's a bad atmosphere. So, so there, there really does seem to be a correlation between productivity and creativity in companies and organizations that have a positive, affirming, and encouraging atmosphere. And this was something I, I learned early on because of some of the great leadership training that I'd had in my church about the power of creating a positive attitude and a positive atmosphere and having this positive attitude. And so uh, I tried to take that into the workplace with me. And what I found was 
people wanted to come work with me. They wanted to come work for me. They wanted to to be a part of what I was doing and, and be a part of the teams that I created. And and look, it's not just about me. It's about the team that I created around me and had, you know, them being positive as well. But what I found was this positive atmosphere, this 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 light, this this fun, this hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to have a good time doing it. This kind of attitude and atmosphere brought in great, great people. And so I had some of the best people in the police department working for me and working with me. It was just an amazing number of years where I got to do that. And so so as a leader, look at your attitude. If, if you're somebody that's always criticizing, if you feel like you've always got to be correcting, stop. Yes, there's a time and place for that. But you should be praising and encouraging three, four, five times as much as you correct. And please, don't be one of those leaders who if one person does something wrong, you feel like you've got to correct everybody. That's just bad leadership. If somebody does something wrong, deal with them. You don't have to go yell at everybody, which is kind of the, the, the coward's way out. Be positive. Be, infer- be affirming. Be encouraging. Create an atmosphere in which people will want to come and work for you. Listen, encouragement and positivity is like oxygen for the soul. There's so little of it in our world today. So when you as a leader create that atmosphere, you're going to have people, good people, coming to work for you. right back. I just wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. You know, this this book is, is a simple book. It comes off my blog, actually. A lot of the leadership posts that I've posted over the last 10 years or so. Um, and this is just a collection of some really great leadership articles. There's there's chapters on, on supervision, there's chapters on management, there's chapters on middle management, there's chapters on goal setting, there's chapters on, on, on uh, what it takes to be a great leader. Um, really, there's just so much good information in this book that I know it will help you. Each of the chapters is short and immediately actionable. There's some discussion questions at the end of each chapter that will help you, that will motivate you, and will give you some tools to help you be the leader that you want to be. Well, all right, we're back in. We're back here. Let's jump back in. Um, We've talked about decisiveness, the power of being decisive. Such a great leadership building block. And then the second one, we talked about positive attitude, um, how a positive attitude creates an atmosphere that, that people want to come work with you. Number three, consistent. Consistent. Being a consistent leader is such a powerful, powerful building block of leadership. Now, now you've probably worked for that person or been around that person. I have several times during my career where, where you really want to know maybe this leader's schizophrenic. You know, they come in in the morning and, and you know, they're happy, but, you know, they, they, they have that first phone call and now they're sad and then something else happens and now they're angry and and, 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 you know, there's this, this fluctuation of moods. Or if they're having problems in, at home, maybe they're having trouble with their, their husband or their wife or whatever, and, and it carries over to the office. Um, I had somebody who was, was constantly 
um, you know, having marital problems and they would bring it to work. And, and as the boss, it just created this nasty, this nasty atmosphere that nobody wanted to be there. It was just terrible. So, so what does consistency have to do with this? Well, look, it's, it's knowing that we owe our people the, the, the responsibility that we as the boss, as the leader, maintains some level of emotional consistency. They shouldn't wonder every day who's coming into the office. Am I going to be Dr. Jekyll or am I going to be Mr. Hyde? Am I going to be up or am I going to be down? The boss should not be the person known for their mood swings. Consistency, and listen, consistency is important in pretty much every area of your life. You want to be a successful person? Develop consistency. Consistency in your habits, consistency in taking care of yourself physically and developing yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually. But in leadership, consistency in in the emotional realm, in the way you, you act, in the way you treat people, you should be able to compartmentalize certain things and maintain this emotional consistency when you come into the office. Um, your people, look, we all go through things, I get that, but your people should should not be the have to deal with, you know, if you're having a problem with your wife. Your people shouldn't have to deal with if you're having financial problems. Your people should see somebody who's emotionally consistent, and they don't know if you've got problems or not. Um, you know, so this is so powerful. The person should not be the person, the, the boss should not be the person who's, who's known for having mood swings. Um, and if you want consistency in your people, it starts at the top. So let's learn to be consistent. And then the last one, the last one, these four building blocks of leadership. And of course, there's more, but these, these four are really good. The last one is integrity. Integrity. Here's a question. Do your people trust you? If you're the leader, if you're the boss, if you're the supervisor, if you're the team leader, the manager, whatever your, your role is, pastor, assistant pastor, do your people trust you? How do we build trust among our followers? Well, first of all, it's very, very important that we become people of our word. If we say we're going to do something, then we do it. If we say that we're going to, to help our, our person, if we're a team, team member, if, if there's something we say that we're going to do, we need to do it. We need to be people of our word. And then another way that we build trust, and this is one we don't often think about, is do we care about our people? Do we care about our people? If, if we don't care about our people, if they know that we're using them as a stepping stone for the next uh, rung up the ladder in my own career... They're not going to trust us. But if, if they know that no matter what I'm doing in my career, that I've always got their best interest at mind. If I've got their best interest at heart, if I've got their best interest in mind, that I want to really do the best thing for them, they don't care that I get promoted. As long as they know that I'm looking out for them, that's what they're concerned about. You know, what's in it for me? That's human nature. We all feel that way. But do... People know that we care. So am I a person of my word? Am I um, someone who does what I say I'm going to do? Does my life line up with, with my, my presentation of myself? This is a third aspect of integrity. Because if, if I'm expecting my people to have integrity, but yet I'm talking about my boss where everybody can hear it, well, that's not a really good sign of integrity. 
That's that's gossip. And yet, if I'm going to criticize my subordinates for having a bad attitude, um, that that's not integrity. So I've got to I've got to maintain. If I expect my people to to be positive and to have a good attitude and not talk about each other and to not gossip and you know really to be the the kind of quality employees that I want, then I've got to show that. I've got to be a person of integrity. So so am I a person of my word? Does my, my attitude, does my, my conduct reflect what I'm asking from my people? And do I care about my people? Now, these are just four building blocks. Remember, decisiveness, a positive attitude, consistency, and then integrity. These four things, these four character traits, will really help you as you build towards becoming an effective leader. If you took just these four things and said, I'm going to work on becoming decisive, I'm going to work on having a positive attitude, I'm going to work on building consistency and integrity into my life, you will become an incredibly successful leader and you're probably going to be rewarded by being bumped up the leadership ladder because you're setting the standard for what leadership should look like in your organization. Well, I'm going to stop there. I'd love to hear from you. Can you think of any other building blocks or great characteristics of leadership? And I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, drop your email address into the little box so that you can sign up to get my free newsletter and we can stay in touch. Also, while you're there, check out my resource page. I mentioned uh, uh, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. But there's tons of great books there. Just click up at the top on resources. You get to see all my books. Um, you know, you get obviously got access to this podcast and my blog, which comes out a couple of days a week. So, so let's let's stay in touch. Keep and keep checking davidspell.com, and you'll you'll always find something new and helpful. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we'll see you next time on Leading and Learning.